Kia ora, Sally. And the country's dropping sheep flock is driving the New Zealand Merino Company to source more wool from Australia. Kia ora, Charlotte. That's right. High demand for merino wool from customers like Icebreaker and Barkers means the merino company can't fill demand solely from New Zealand wool, so it's signing more contracts with Australian wool growers. General Manager of Global Supply, Matt Hand, says it buys wool from around 600 New Zealand growers, but over the last five years has signed up 130 Australian and South African growers to top up supply. He says there is not enough high-quality apparel wool locally to satisfy the company's needs due to falling sheep numbers. Supply levels are born through the, the environment, of course, and the appetite for wool growers to produce wool only in their business. So we've watched in the last, say, three decades, in the, the wool-producing um, countries in the Southern Hemisphere, at least, have diversified quite a bit, resulting in a reduction of apparel wool supply. Going forward, their diversified models work for them as, a, as an enterprise, so we have growers who perhaps could produce much more wool if, if they chose to, if they needed to, and of course we would find a home for that. But in the case that they're managing their enterprises the way they choose to, then perhaps their wool production is, is where it needs to be for their particular set of circumstances. Mr Hand says the amount of wool the New Zealand Merino Company is buying from Australia is growing, as demand is fortunately holding steady in the face of economic headwinds globally. Globally, consumption is a little down this year, although our brands continue to experience growth and they're forecasting really healthy growth, which is, which is a great opportunity itself. We don't need them to grow um, too quickly right at the moment, but the, the longer-term forecast is to increase significantly. That's Matt Hand. And low wool prices are believed to be behind the declining national sheep flock. Last year it dropped 2% to 25.3 million sheep. To other news, Cyclone Insurance payouts have substantially lifted carpet company Brimworth's profit. It just reported an $11 million profit for the year to June, up from $2.2 million the year before. But removing the one-off factor of the insurance payout, the company reported a net loss after tax of $2.4 million for the 2023 financial year. Now that's due to a disrupted supply chain following Cyclone Gabriel, a constrained construction sector and a retail and economic slowdown. Chief Executive Greg Smith says the cyclone has had a big impact, but its pleasing revenue remained relatively stable despite the disruption. He says damage to the company's Awatoto plant has been priced at between $112 and $162 million. We've received you know, as, uh, around $35 million to date. Um, we have um, significantly more cover um, available to us and you know the damage that's been caused you know would illustrate that there's still a lot of insurance proceeds to come as part of that we'll we'll make the decision as to whether we reinstate in the meantime because of the time frames that are likely to be taken to reinstate we'll need to come up with an ulterior source of yarn and we've been doing that to support our existing business through improving efficiencies in growing production in Wanganui using a New Zealand yarn supplier and also looking at offshore yarn supply to help us in the short to medium term whilst that decision is taken. 
Greg Smith says the company is hoping to know if it will reinstate the Awatoto site in the next three months. There's more grim news for New Zealand lamb producers struggling with low prices. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowe says global demand has dropped to a level where New Zealand processors no longer need to compete for supply, which is pushing prices down even further. The July average export value for lamb dropped nearly 90 cents a kilo month on month to just under $11 a kilo. I guess putting that into some context, North Island processors paid an average of just over $7 a kilo in July for lamb. So that equates to paying about 66% of export returns uh, at the farm gate. Comparing that with July last year, um, when we saw both schedules and export returns significantly higher, processes were actually a lot more competitive um, in trying to secure lambs back then, and they were paying farmers upwards of 73% of the export returns. Um, But look, back then we still had slaughter prices on their way up, um, reaching historical highs for this time too. So I guess factoring in those increased on-farm costs um, since then, it does just really establish what we already know, and that's just how dire the lamb market is at the moment. Mel Crowe says if the downward trend continues, processors will only be paying farmers 63% of the export price, compared to 73% last winter. Research into a new variety of ryegrass that can better handle the warming climate and requires less nitrogen to grow well has been given an $8.4 million boost by the government. Ryegrass is one of the key pasture grasses on New Zealand farms and breeding a selection which thrives in a changing climate is seen as critical. Ag Research's plant genetics team leader, Dr Marty Flavel, says the funding will help speed up traditional breeding processes and the selection of new traits. What genomic selection is, a bit like um, doing um, ancestry DNA type applications, what we want to be able to do is to take some DNA from a seedling and plug that into an algorithm or equation that will then tell us whether that particular seedling and its offspring is going to be good for a particular trait. And by doing that, we can actually go through a much larger number of breeding cycles within a particular period of time, which means that we get a lot more genetic gain from the breeding program. And it's probably worth mentioning as well that one of the enabling tools in here is around using digital um, sensor technologies to measure the traits as well. Um, It's an area called phenomics, and so we're looking to develop um, some of these technologies like LiDAR and hyperspectral sensors to enable us to very uh, quickly and non-destructively measure traits in the field, and that will be an important component of this research as well. Dr Favell says a new heat-tolerant ryegrass variety should be available within 7 to 10 years. Like clinics around New Zealand, vets in Australia are struggling to retain staff. A New South Wales parliamentary inquiry has heard long hours, difficult conditions, poor pay and abusive customers are part of the reason for a veterinary shortage. The state government is hearing from vets, farmers and industry figures about what can be done to recruit and and retain more vets. Veterinarian Georgia Latmore told the inquiry many vets are leaving the profession due to difficult working conditions and abuse from the public. It's hard to stay engaged within the profession and want to go to work each day when you don't know whether you're going to be arguing with the innards of a cow while it's sleeting outside or whether you're going to get punched because someone doesn't like what you've got to say about their cat. 
That's Australian vet Georgia Latmore. And just lastly, 13 dairy farmers are vying for two spots on Dairy NZ's board. The board consists of five farmer-elected and three board-appointed directors. This year, Colin Glass and Jim Vanderpoel are retiring by rotation. Mr Glass is not standing for re-election. Voting opens on September 11th and levy payers have until October 10th to cast their votes. And that's the rural news for today.